And it's time to talk about the TV. After a uh, after a week off, and we failed miserably at trying to do his job last week, Steve Stebbing is back. He was supposed to be gone on sabbatical for six months, but we were so terrible last week, he decided to cut his sabbatical from six months to one week to save the day. Hi, Steve. Yeah, I came rushing back. I did. Thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> no problem. Uh, the Club. see you. It is good to see you. Welcome back. The AV Club, while you were gone, we flipped it on its ear a little bit, and we asked the shift heads in advance in the Facebook group, what should we watch? Right? Like, what do you recommend that we should watch? So the shift heads actually did your job while you were gone. And we took a handful of those examples, got some clips and trailers, and we shared those. And then we took from that list with the tiny wheel and spun it. What was the outcome of that? Oh, Star Trek. So we'll get to that shortly. But first, you have a brand new professional list for us to go through. We're very excited. Let's uh, get started with Gran Turismo. The 10 of you are the best. Gran Turismo players in the world. Now is your chance to race real cars. This is insane. It's not gonna work. The guys who race are elite athletes. Your kids are scrawny little gamer kids. That's where you come in. All right. Scrawny little gamers. Was it good? Yeah. It, you know, I I had kind of like a mid bar set for this one because um, the whole idea of a you know PlayStation made movie we have seen a, a production of this because Uncharted was a, was one of these PlayStation movies as well. But Gran Turismo felt like how do you really make a movie out of Gran Turismo? But what they did is they took. Uh, a true story of uh, Nissan basically putting together a race team uh, made out of uh, made out of gamers that that had excelled to the highest level of Gran Turismo 7 for the PS5. And uh, the the guy that was that ended up at the top of the pile was uh, Jan Mardenborough, uh, played by Archie Medecqui in this film, um, who lives the ultimate ga- dream of a gamer becoming a racer kind of um finding his path unconventionally and neil blomkamp a uh, south african and canadian director um makes a really great race film in this because every piece of the, the racing is so exciting and so you feel so in it uh for those scenes but also all of the all of the scenes with with uh, with Yan and and uh, you know the 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 pit boss uh, David Harbor in this one and uh, Orlando Bloom's character all of it works and all of the the emotional beats hit in this one and I for me this is going to be one of those underrated films because I think it's it, it, critically and everything is not being represented well right now but. I really dug this film, and it really is a theater race movie and probably one of the better race films out there. Hmm. I do like race films. That's one thing. And you know what even gets better for me? When there's a heist and a race after the heist, you know? Oh, Logan Lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Well done. Okay, uh, Steve Stebbing is here at stevestebbing.ca. I know, very creative domain for Steve when he was thinking about what to call it. Um, Next on the list, Dreamin' Wild. Great to meet you. Wanted to talk to you about this. There it is. It's Raymond Wild. That's you guys? Yeah, that's us. This album is unbelievable. Truly. It really just blew my mind. How did you do it? All right, tell us what. It's very big yeah, blew more, my mind, apparently. Yeah. More true stories here, because uh, this one's about 
a singer and a songwriter in a small in a small town named Donnie Emerson, who he and his brother record this album when they're teenagers uh, called Dream and Wild, and it they have all the big promises of, of records X and everything. And this, uh, the album never goes anywhere. So fast forward decades later, the internet has picked up this album and it's kind of made it a, a, a post, like a post success years later. But uh, now the brother uh, uh, or Donnie Emerson is now older played by Casey Affleck. His brother is Walton Goggins and they've kind of like, He's still writing music, but he has that rust and that jadedness from everything that went before. So he's kind of unbelieving of this new success and also spurned to write new stuff and and uh, maybe make something out of this opportunity. And this is an actor's film uh, to the core because uh, Affleck's really, really great in this one. Walton Goggins is always doing great work, even if it's not a great movie. He's always doing great work. Um, and then the younger versions of them played by Noah Jupe and uh, Jack Dylan Grazer are also really, really good. And so there's two kind of sides to this film that really mesh very well together. Um, and it also has Bo Bridges as their dad. And I adore Bo Bridges. And I feel like I haven't seen him anything in a really long time. So it was really endearing to see him on screen again. And it's just kind of one of those feel good films. Ben Affleck. Casey. Good actor, bad actor. Was oh, that Casey ben? Affleck? Casey is in this one. I really, really oh, like Casey. I think I think Casey might be the better actor. Um, yeah. But Ben is a damn good director, and we saw that very recently okay. this year. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I, yeah, I was always wondering. I'm like Ben Affleck. Yeah, is that a thing? You know, Casey Affleck. No, great. I got you there. Okay. Um, you are so not invited to my bar mitzvah. My bar mitzvah determines the rest of my life. If I have a kick-ass party, doors would open. And I just think Dua Lipa would make the party perfect. You can have a ball pit. That's for kids. I've had my period for seven months now. That's a long period, sweetheart. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funny. Yeah, it's another Adam Sandler Netflix movie. Um, but this movie is way different than anything he's done for the streaming service before, because this one is really, um, centric to his family because Adam Sandler is not the main character in this one it is, uh, it is Sonny Sandler. His daughter is the main character playing, uh, Stacy in this film. Um, and even his wife, Jackie Sandler plays, uh, one of the moms in this film as well, but they kind of take a back seat because this is, this is Sonny's film. And, uh, she is one of the two leads, Stacy and Lydia, who are BFFs dreaming of the greatest epic bot mitzvah that anybody has ever had and everything that goes com comedically wrong in that process. And this movie, it might be one of the best things that Sandler has done since Uncut Gems. Like it's got a lot of heart to it. Um, and Sunny is really, really great. Like, I think that she has a bright future ahead of her. And, uh, this is one of those nepotism things that really might work. Hmm. All right. Well, I do like Adam Sandler stuff and I, I mean, it, it we, he's grown up so much from right. Some of the old stuff and, uh, goes to show his true talent. Um, <laughs> next on the list on streaming, we're going to Alaska with star Wars. I started hearing whispers. 
of Thrawn's return as heir to the Empire. What happens when we find Thrawn? Power. Such as you've never dreamed. Oh. It's not a Ahsoka. Ahsoka. As in Disney Ahsoka Plus, Tano. you can watch Star Wars Ahsoka. Ahsoka, which is about Ahsoka Tano. Bless you. Um, a Jedi that's living in the fall, uh, the fallout of the collapse of the Galactic Empire. And I mean, yes, this is another Star Wars series, but this one feels so ingrained and d- pointed directly towards the deep fans who have like watched everything, who have gotten to the Clone Wars, gotten to Rebels, gotten to the whole lore, even played through like the video games like Knights of the Old Republic, because this series is making all of that stuff and all of that cool Jedi stuff that we all loved actually like canon within the star wars universe rosario dawson was like born to play this role she is so perfect in this one and the casting around is just incredible including the the recently passed away ray stevenson who plays a jedi that crossed over to the dark side which is such an interesting conflict to get into and um a lot of people are calling the first couple episodes which are already out right now a little bit of a snoozer but I really am interested in what it's all setting up and I really dig the character work in it. So I'm calling Ahsoka right now a hit. Is there too much Star Wars? I mean, I feel like it's impossible to follow at this point. They're, it's, they've, they've taken Star Wars and turned it into this Marvel thing that's just there's so much and it's hard to step into now. There always was, though. There was always books. There was always comics. There was always video games. Like, this stuff always existed. And now that it's on a streaming service and you're seeing commercials for it, it, it becomes too much. It, it, it's like, well, no, this was always here. The, all, the fans always knew that this was here. So now this is just trying to bring it to a broader level to maybe invite new people in. But if you don't want to join the party, then don't come into the party. You know what I mean? All right. What about people? It's hard to start, I guess, for the people that aren't fans. They just like the movies because it's in space, I suppose. Um, there are simple movie viewers that aren't, uh, you know, deeply ingrained in everything. They're just like, I think stormtroopers are cool. Let's watch it. You know, you know, no you one's know. stopping them from watching it, just like no one's forcing them to go deeper. I suppose. All right. Um, what else should we watch this weekend? Steve Stebbing. We've also got Invasion on Apple TV. This is our enemy. Together, we will win this war. The aliens somehow connected us. This is our last chance for survival. All right, Steve, tell us about it. Yeah, this is uh, one of those Apple TV shows that feels like kind of like a transplant from maybe another network, like a sci-fi network or something. Um, But and I was kind of surprised that it got a season two because the slow burn to it, I didn't think would really catch on with audiences. But the cast is what it really gets me because Sam Neill is in this one, who is a character actor that I've loved for decades now and uh gold shifter for hani uh who's just in the chris hemsworth film uh, extraction 2 um but basically this is about a global alien invasion that's a little more subtle and a little more body snatchery um but it's uh <laughs> kind of it, it shows the story unfold through five different people from around the, the world so it's kind of an interesting multifaceted look 
at uh, different walks of life being affected by this. Uh, the most interesting one to me is Sam Neill, who's like a retiring small town sheriff who sees the invasion on the ground and then get, becomes part of it. It's 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 really interesting, and it's it's not a show that's getting a lot of that got a lot of press. So uh, I, it's a quick watch uh, for the first season, and yeah, tomorrow as of tomorrow, season two will be up. Okay, we only have a real quick time here, but I want to get it because Bueller is back in 4K. They bought it. How could I possibly be expected to handle school on a day like this? Bueller. Cameron, babe. Get dressed and come on over. Bueller. He has been absent nine times. Okay, so that's um, interesting. Um, after watching the, uh, the Purdue show on Painkiller, but uh, it, it's 10 or 15 seconds, if you don't mind. Ferris Bueller, one of the best of all time, is back. Absolutely. This is John Hughes ap- operating on one of his highest levels, uh, probably one of the greatest high school uh, films of all time, and getting a little bit of resurgence because it's uh, kind of referenced in the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.